0: Good morning and welcome to a beautiful and happy morning. And we are going to talk about happiness on today's podcast. So what is happiness? Can you define happiness? Let me ask you, are you happy? Can you truly say that you are happy? Is there a time that you've been very happy? Well, the dictionary defines happy as... Feeling pleasure and enjoyment because of your life or situation. Showing or causing feelings of pleasure and enjoyment. Pleased or glad about a particular situation or event. Let's take a look at our lives. Take a look at your life. Not the pains or the sadness of the past, but the good times and wonderful memories. Maybe the day of your high school or college graduation. True love, your wedding day the birth of your child, the anticipation of Christmas on Christmas Eve as a child or maybe even as an adult, holidays with family and friends or watching your kids laugh, learn and play, the embrace and laughter and smiles of your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, Uh, maybe that job promotion, right? The new job or obtaining the career you always wanted, the bonus or a victory of a large sale or a big raise. Maybe the victories of your favorite sports team, the wedding of your child or children, or finding out your test for cancer was negative. Look, each of us, each one of us, have a lot to be happy about. I'm confident each of us can count our blessings and begin naming them one by one. No matter how small they are, do me a favor, try this For a few days or a few weeks, list them down and then post them on your refrigerator. Then recall them and be thankful for them. We all have things to be thankful for. No matter how bad things may seem, there is always hope. There's also times of sadness, though. Um, They will inevitably come. Sometimes these can last for days, maybe seemingly valleys that you cannot mentally climb out of. Look, Jesus speaks of times that there will surely be times of trouble in the New Testament. He also said, do not fear and try not to be anxious for he has overcome the world and he provides a comforter in the Holy Spirit. The Bible also says there's times to cry and times to mourn. Look, Jesus even wept. In the book of John, it's actually the shortest Bible verse in the Bible. It's the shortest for a very profound reason. Jesus wept over the sadness of the people. This is when Lazarus had died. He was in the tomb. He wasn't crying over or weeping over Lazarus because he knew he would raise him from the dead. Reason Jesus wept was over the sadness of his family, his friends that were mourning and were broken-hearted. He wept over the brokenheartedness of humanity. And when the Bible says weep, let me tell you what, that's serious crying when it talks of weeping. To have though, let's think about this a little bit more. Let's dig deeper. To have times of sadness and cry is not abnormal, it's not weakness. It means you are human and you have human emotions. Look, if the strongest man that ever lived, the carpenter in Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who suffered on the cross, wept, it is not weakness to weep. Sometimes the heart needs to heal and your mind needs to cope with a pain or loss, and it is a way to actually recover from that. However. Sometimes sadness can last longer than usual. Some people suffer or have suffered from something called depression, or prone to depression. Sadness that lasts more than a week or two is typically or can be defined as depression. Now depression is a real illness, a treatable mental illness. It actually affects nearly 20% of the population. According to the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, every American adult will suffer at least two bouts with depression in their lifetime. It can be triggered by traumatic events, a death of a loved one, a chemical imbalance in the brain, or it can be hereditary. Look, it is nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed. Most often people suffering from depression can become withdrawn. They become lethargic or uninterested in things or activities they once enjoyed. They often become filled with feelings of worthlessness or immense shame. Often, it is no fault of their own. It is an illness that many people have endured. The CDC states that 50%, that is, 50% of all Americans will suffer from a mental health crisis. And that on average, every American adult will suffer from at least two bouts of depression in their lifetime. Anxiety is actually the most common mental illness, affecting about 40 million American adults 18 years or older. 18% of the American population. Major depressive disorder affects about fourteen percent 8 million American adults or 6.7% of the American population. Post-traumatic stress disorder, commonly known as PTSD, affects 7.7 7 million American adults. 5.7 or 2.6% of Americans suffer from bipolar disorder. Obsessive compulsive disorder actually affects about five million american adults about one in 20 individuals live with borderline personality disorder now these statistics are taken from nami psych central dbsa the cdc ada a a lot of credible organizations now keep in mind though that these statistics are from those that actually seek help and obtain a diagnosis imagine what the numbers might be with those who don't seek help, mental illness is now be called is being called the silent epidemic. So why is it being called the silent silent epidemic? Because there's still a stigma associated with it. There's still potential discrimination. Um, pass up for promotions or being shunned from family or friends but the good news is that mental illness though can be treated and recovered for many with mental illnesses not only possible it occurs with the stigma though associated with depression and other mental illness often people don't seek help like I shared often because of fear of being outcasted to even shunned to the stigmatization associated with mental illness. Look, this stigma needs to stop. Stigma is caused of the lack of education, knowledge, wisdom, and empathy about mental illness. If you, or maybe someone you know, is suffering from depression, anxiety, or activities, or lack thereof, interfering with normal activities or know someone who is, look, ask for help. Or if someone you know is suffering or showing long periods of sadness extending more than a week, help them get help, don't wait. Talk to them, and by all means, listen to them. Often an empathetic and caring ear can go a very long way. There are many resources of help, and in America it is now affordable to seek help for mental illness. And there is no dollar amount that is too much to help someone with depression and even possibly save a life. No matter how hopeless you or someone you know may feel or think their situation is, look, there is hope and there is treatment. The other good news is that Jesus Christ also offers that hope he took upon all of our sins and all of our mistakes. He told us to cast our burdens upon Him, seek Him and know and understand His hope written in His Word and seen in the beauty of creation and the life that you have or could have. If you are saved and know that hope, tell others, look, don't delay. God is stronger than a stigma or a person's mental health challenges. And once the clouds clear with research, education, treatment, or therapy, you or this person will realize there is also many reasons to be happy, that there is recovery and you or this person doesn't have to live in the darkness. How about you? What are you happy about? Can you take a few moments and count your blessings? Take captive your thoughts and look, make it a great day. Because you truly have a choice in making it a great day. It's your perspective, it's your outlook, it's counting your blessings. And while you're at it, may you launch each day with purpose, navigate with principles, and explore with passion.